somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And why, I, I tell you, this country, <laughs> it's a crazy country. And that indictment yesterday was pure theater. And uh, at the same time, Biden came out and I think launched his campaign with some sort of a stupid link to a video where he's holding a cup, coffee cup with two laser eyes. And it was basically a play on Let's Go Brandon. But as we uh, know, Let's Go Brandon was F. Joe Biden, and the F. Joe Biden was organic. Nothing about Biden is organic. It's all done behind the scenes, like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, pulling the levers. He's not pulling any levers. That's the sad truth. But um, we are going to be uh, peeling that onion and talking about all the different aspects of that. Um, But I think that, you know, we have to look at it and say, you know, this is obviously a weaponization of government. I was listening to... uh, uh, some audio yesterday of uh, the the Panama Papers and all of this um, corruption in our government and all the laundering. I mean, the IRS is in on it. The FBI is in on it. This is a really disturbing time to be an American citizen. I mean, when you hear people talking about, like right now you see, um, you see, you uh, the news agencies trying to say, well, people aren't buying Anheuser-Busch, they're buying another brand. And the thing about it is, is that BlackRock owns all the brands, just about. At some point, the money is going to find its way to the deep state. Yeah, all the way down to the politician's pocket. Because it's these big global corporate monopolies that we need to break up. And we need to 
somehow get new leadership. That's almost impossible because they're individuals um, and they're private companies. So it's almost impossible to do, but at some point, as people, we can't be controlled by corporations who are controlling our governments. We have to put a stop to that somehow. And somehow, some way, there is a path forward. But it's going to require all of us, all of us to participate in an effort to stop the madness you know, we, we and we see these different different pockets in different countries. But um, I wanted to play a couple of audios and talk on the back of these. We're going to start with some audio uh, that's that's uh, it's going to make us think a little bit. I, I want to play this this particular audio right here. This is by Laura Ingram, and watch what she says, and then I'm going to have a comment about this. Uh, he'll be arrested? Okay. Well, to give you a sense of how dim CNN's senior justice correspondent is, Trump was not arrested today. This is a summons. He appeared. Don't you think Walter Cronkite would be so proud? Because to these dunderheads, Trump's not really a human being. He's, he's become a twisted obsession. He's a vessel into which they pour out their bitterness and their arrogance. Do you believe that? Donald Trump has become this, you know, that there is something to this Trump derangement syndrome. And I guess it's why the people on the right, conservatives, are basically saying we can't win with Trump because Trump agitates the left too much. Think about that statement, though, for a second. We can't elect the person that's right for America because when we try to do that, the Democrats and even the rhino Republicans and everybody that's used to the status quo will, will uh, you know, engage in a hissy fit. They'll basically start crying or start, you know, banging their drums or start breaking windows or start setting buildings on fire. Or basically just, you know, act out in certain ways. Children do that. When, you know, they're told that they have to take their medicine or that uh, they have to play by the rules or that they're not, there's no free lunch. Or somehow the allowance, it's t- at, at, at some point when you turn 18, your allowance shuts off and you have to actually go out and get a job. And every time there's a change like that, where somebody that's used to getting something for nothing and then has to change it and actually pull up their bootstraps that were given to them and march on, at first it's painful. At first it's humiliating. At first it's embarrassing. At first it's discomfort. But at some point... It becomes a part of, you know, the way, the, the path forward for you. And that transition, for a lot of reasons, that transition should have happened in 2016. And for a lot of reasons, it didn't. That transition did not happen the way it was supposed to. Because these people were given a license to act out. 
But that was not afforded to the people at J6 who merely complained about election fraud. And every single body that has investigated the cases uh, sees election fraud. And that's why Trump is not going to lose the case at all. In fact, I mean, if you listen, it's not even an indictment. I mean, it's 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 a let's listen to this again. Uh, He'll be arrested. Okay. Well, to give you a sense of how dim CNN's senior justice correspondent is, Trump was not arrested today. This is a summons. He appeared. A summons to appear. That's not an arrest. He gave fingerprints, but he didn't. Uh, he wasn't in handcuffs, and there was no mugshot. They would love to do that to him, because again, you got to listen to the end of what. Laura Ingram said. He's become a twisted obsession. He's a vessel into which they pour out their bitterness and their arrogance. Yeah. And the poster boy for that right now is Jack Smith. But it used to be uh, Barry Weissman from the Mueller investigation. How many millions of dollars of your money have they spent and the other thing that you can say about this is they've said that uh, Jack Smith and his investigations has spent $9.5 million on his investigations. That's the public report. Now, you're paying for that as a taxpaying citizen. Now, you should be writing your congressman or talk, calling your congressman or acting out accordingly. And saying, my money shouldn't be going for oppo research for the other team. The benefactor of that $9.5 million, arguably, could be Joe Biden. Although that is backfiring in his face. It's backfiring in his face. Because... Joe, Joe Biden is a loser. He's never really won anything but a Senate seat and was chosen to be the VPs, the most corrupt VP on the planet. Here we are talking about an indictment and, and a summons when we should be talking about Devin Archer, but he took that off the news cycle. And again, it was by design. But I thought that Laura Ingram's uh, commentary right there was actually quite good. Let's take a listen to Jesse Waters, uh, what he has to say here. So far, Biden's attempts to arrest Trump are backfiring. The harder the Washington establishment tries to separate Trump from the people, the tighter the bond that bond becomes. So far, Biden's attempts to arrest Trump are backfiring. Trump's now demolishing the Republican primary field and is tied with Biden in the general. This is the strongest Trump's been politically this cycle. The harder the Washington establishment tries to separate Trump from the people, the tighter that bond becomes. Well, just like his two phony impeachments, his three phony indictments, he's going to be found not guilty. This weaponized justice system will go, and it has gone after PTA members. It is going after anyone who politically opposes the the left. And we, that is a, that is a banana republic. Jack Smith is a banana in this republic right now. So far, Biden. <laughs> I love that. Jack Smith is a banana in this republic. 
Let's take a listen to this one. Oh, wait. We did listen to this one. Okay. I think I just closed the wrong audio, but here. Let's take a listen to this Jesse Waters clip real quick. This is from TikTok. When RFK Jr. showed up to Capitol Hill today what? to talk about censorship, it turned into a shouting match. You floated a baseless conspiracy theory. All right. That now, the, re- the reason why I'm playing this this is R. This says RFK, and it's talking about. I think about ten days ago, he did this thing where he got chewed out by Debbie Wasserman Schultz, right? But it makes a bigger point, and the broader point that I want to talk about that the coronavirus was bioengineered to target Caucasians and black people. You're misstating. No, 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 no. Uh, you I, are... quoted, I quoted what you said earlier, and it, it is directly what you said. So just ask me. Uh, no, yes no? I, was, I was describing an NIH-funded study. No, 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 you didn't cite any. I was, as, I was describing an NIH-funded study by Cleveland Clinic Reclaiming scientists. Reclaiming my time. Please ask the witness to stop talking. You asked me a question. Reclaiming I, let me, Allow me to answer time. my question. Time you are slandering me incorrectly. You're saying is dishonest. Democrats were attacking RFK Jr. here because earlier this week, he cited a study claiming COVID affected whites and blacks more than it did Jewish and Chinese. Primetime doesn't know anything about that, but that's not the point. We don't even know if RFK Jr. believes that. We just know he cited a study, and now Democrats are calling him a racist anti-Semite for citing a study. That's the point. That is the point right there. Okay? Check this out again. And now Democrats are calling him a racist anti-Semite for... Primetime doesn't know anything about that, but that's not the point. We don't even know if RFK Jr. believes that. We just know he cited a study, and now Democrats are calling him a racist anti-Semite for citing a study. On social media, we're not even allowed to post a study. Whether we know it's to be true or whether we agree with it, if it, it seems like a legitimate study, and the CDC was not offering any studies, worth anything. And in fact, the state's studies and all the data that they were using to push this COVID lie because the COVID thing was a lie. The whole thing coming out of Wuhan was a lie. I mean, it was a joke. And everybody on the street knows it. Everybody in the world knows it. And you better believe that Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci and, uh, you know, all those people that were in the know knew it. It was a money grab. But you're, you should be allowed in this world to put out a study that says, you know, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, but this might be right. You know, here's a study that's saying just the opposite of what the state is saying. Why not we just hear this? And then maybe somebody else will chime in and make a comment and say that's not true because of X, Y, and Z. And that is a discussion. That's an open debate. But when the state, full of radical liberals, like that Jankowicz, who was supposed to be the truth czar and the censorship police, all rolled up into one, proved to be this like left-wing nut job that she herself was all about disinformation. 
that's just crazy, right? The, 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 you know, they only won it one way. You know, just like when Adam Schiff would bury all the evidence down at the bottom of the impeachment uh, warehouse in the Capitol building and wouldn't let anybody see it and then lied to the American people saying, look, if you could only see what I saw, but it's all classified. And, and Christopher Ray does the same thing that we're doing our job honorably. And, you know, he's not doing anything. If you listen to Mike Gill from the Panama paper, you know, he talks about the Panama Papers, talks about how the whole FBI and the IRS, the IRS is a laundering outfit. The FBI is a Gestapo police for the liberal agenda. The CIA is an enforcer to the, and the USAID is a extortionist, all for the State Department. I mean, this is what they've been doing. And there's a bunch of business that was going on in New Hampshire. And there's a connection with FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried got off on a whole boatload of charges. It's unbelievable the two standards of justice in our country. FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. That guy's not going to jail. He... Talk about election fraud. Dinesh D'Souza went to jail for giving like twenty a candidate that didn't even win $20,000. And he went to jail under the Obama regime. Yet Sam Bankman-Fried gives the left $40 million in illegal, ill-begotten money that was donated to Ukraine that was managed by, the and the crypto donations were managed by FTX. And Sam Bagman-Fried took that money and donated almost exclusively to Democrats with stolen money buried offshore where he had a headquarters in the Caymans or something. Unbelievable. So there's that. We are going to listen to uh, a little breakdown, a uh, news segment breakdown I heard today uh, about what happened yesterday with Trump's indictment. He's back on the campaign trail today. Uh, when he went home, he dropped in on a wedding at Mar-a-Lago. How cool is President Trump? I'm going to stand up to the Why'd top Why'd you of get the, the dog? <laughs> no, back to the original. Uh, former President Donald Trump pleading not guilty yesterday to four felony charges for allegedly conspiring to overturn the 2020 election. The Republican frontrunner calls the charges political persecution. And now he is fundraising off of them. Alexandria Hoff is here with the very latest details from our nation's capital. Good morning. Well, good good morning to you. Yeah, the former president is set to return to the campaign trail today using his third indictment in four months as fuel. Before a federal magistrate judge here in Washington yesterday, the former president stood and pleaded not guilty to four criminal charges stemming from his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election results, including conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. Now, Trump was fingerprinted, but no mugshot was taken and he was released on his own recognizance into the care of a high security secret service escort. He was whisked from an underground courthouse garage to the airport and spoke out before returning to New Jersey. This is a very sad day for America. We 
this is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. We can't let this happen in America. Perhaps anticipating more legal jeopardy, former President Trump shared on Truth Social, quote, I need one more indictment to ensure my election. Now here's Trump attorney Alina Haba. This is the Biden political lawfare that we have seen time and time again. It is a deflection from everything that they have done. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest. President Trump is under siege in a way that we have never seen before. So as the morning events unfolded, President Biden was taking a vacation bike ride in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. So he uh, refuses to answer any questions related related to refuses to take take any questions from the press. Let's take a listen. You talk to us on your way back? Probably not. Probably not. Not going to comment on it. Well, when the leading GOP presidential candidate returned to Bedminster last night, get this, he actually popped in on a wedding there. He was met by very loud USA chants. And Trump's first hearing on the election interference case is set for August 28th. That is five days after the first Republican debate. Steve, Carly, Brian. A lot going on. Alexandria, thank you very much. Sure. So 110 people were able to uh, score seats inside the courtroom yesterday. And in the back row were actually three of the federal judges yeah, I who, heard about pre- that. who have presided over some of the January 6th um, proceedings. Uh, they were all plain clothes. They took the day off because they wanted to see it because they felt it was part of history, and it certainly was. Well, the next hearing is going to be on August uh, 28th, 10 a.m. Trump does not have to be in attendance for that one. But the real judge, this they used a different judge mm-hmm. yesterday, the, the judge that's going to be presiding over the trial will be at this hearing, and it's going to be where the trial date is determined. Prosecution wants the trial to start in a Quick. speedy fashion, which is 70 days from now. Um, and the defense, Trump's lawyers, are saying, listen, uh, the government got three and a half years to build their case let's make this fair and give us three and a half right yeah so that's kind of interesting right there three and then if it gets close so so just off the top of your head you think to yourself all right we got may 20th excuse me march 20th is going to be the alvin bragg situation uh in may on paper is going to be the mar-a-lago documents case and then somewhere in between there's a civil case and then you also have this case that needs a room on the docket now you got to figure it's jack smith so jack smith chose to put mar-a-lago first so imagine he is more confident about that maybe he's not who knows but he jack smith is debating against jack smith you can't have both one on top of each other there's no way that would equal justice in anybody's court and remember he warned us uh, that everyone is innocent to uh, proven guilty. And keep in mind, no conspiracy with the Oath Keepers, no conspiracy with the Proud Boys, no evidence that he uh, that he uh, that he uh, they actually spurred a riot, that he was behind that. It's kind of surprising in the 45 pages after two and a half years that they have not come up with more than was in the January 6th report right. or was in the impeachment proceedings, which makes right. me think, is there another wave of charges? Like there was five more charges to come right. into Mar-a-Lago? And what was the rush? Why not get it all together and lay it out? Well, maybe they didn't want to tip their whole hand and then there were... No, the rush, the rush was to timing. They wanted to issue these indictments on the wake uh, in the heels of, of uh, a Hunter Biden episode. Right. 
to cover the story because everything that Hunter Biden did, again, it goes with saying, you have to say it, is that 50% of everything that Hunter Biden made went to pop. Now, what kind of relationship is that? And forget about the 10% of the big guy. That was just one series of transactions, one setup with one LLC, uh, but involved you know, millions of dollars, if not billions, from China. So that's kind of an interesting uh, development there. So the uh, GOP uh, put this out. They said coffee is 30% more expensive compared to when Biden took office. So here, you, uh, a, cup of, a cup of Joe never tasted better is what Joe Biden said, right? He's got this cup, and he's drinking a cup. With I like my coffee dark. And he likes my coffee. He says, I like my coffee dark, right? Probably drinking an empty cup because he's an empty suit. And so GOP responds showing a graph saying the price of coffee has gone up 30%. That's, that's Bidenomics. So it's, it's backfiring on him in every way. Listen to this guy wearing an ultra-extreme MAGA T-shirt at some rally, and a guy from Sky News interviews this guy. There's the, uh, he uses the uh, S-word uh, once here. I'm going to try to catch it if I can. Trump, yeah, you're live on, the boss. Well, well, you're live on Sky to, News. Tell me why. The only way to save America Sky is with Donald News. Trump. They would have it, the prosecutor. He's the man who tried to destroy America, subvert democracy. That's another made-up story. It's another made-up story, another made-up indictment. They've been after this man since he came down the escalator eight years ago. Sounds like a Chicago accent. <laughs> you got to remember, when was America great? 2017, 18, 2019, until the commie Democrats called their bosses in Wuhan to release the virus. Remember, we had a thriving economy. Stock market was through the roof. Energy independence. We had respect all around the world. We were the number one superpower. We were doing great. America first, first constitution. You put the constitution first, and it all went to shit 30 months ago. Everything you're seeing today is the result of a stolen election. John, uh, apologies for the language, by the way, but listen, number one, uh, number one superpower, you say, not the number one democracy, the prosecutors would say, because of this man, the man who will appear here. We're gonna remember, where are you from? Scotland. Well, here in America, we're a constitutional republic. We follow the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It might have been an autocracy had Donald Trump had his way. That would be the way Remember, the prosecutors see it. We got a guy now that thinks he's king. So, you know what? We got a Trump their king with an America first king. So, I would support King Trump coming back, occupying the White House again in January 2025. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. But that was a great exchange there. Um, all right. So. Uh, what else do we have? Okay, Varney. Uh, Varney predicts this. This is kind of an interesting thing to hear Stuart Varney make this prediction. I'm going to make a bold and perhaps very foolish prediction. Biden will not be the candidate. One more display of cognitive difficulty, one more slip and fall, one more piece of evidence that he's financially corrupt, and senior Democrats will move to get him out. California Governor Newsom takes his place. Trump wins the Republican nomination and then beats Newsom. 
Okay, I'm being just a little provocative here. Well, I don't know. Is he listening to the Scott Adams show? Because I was the one that predicted that Biden wasn't going to finish his term, that Kamala Harris was going to be the Democrats' darling first, and they're prancing her out. Uh, the RNC play, played on their Twitter feed a whole bunch of clips where she was just making one dumb comment after another. I mean, it's she's the only candidate in town where they make clips and they get played in their own words because they're so stupid, right? It's unbelievable that she's a VP. But here she is. So I'm not even going to play her, but I mean, she's going to be the, and they're going to be like, Democrats are about diversity yeah, and equity. You know, <laughs> we need equity to get diversity because, you know, <laughs> think about that. Think about that statement. Just think about it. We need equity to get diversity. That's weird. Uh, Martin Luther King would probably disagree with that. Equality is all you need. A level playing field is all you need. And uh, But no, no, they want to stack the deck and pick winners and losers and uh, pay off um, constituents that support them while incarcerating constituents that oppose them. That's what the Democrat Party has become. Shame on every one of my friends who's a Democrat that votes, doesn't see this. Because there's no one that dislikes Obama more than me. But if this was happening to Obama, what's happening to Trump, I would even speak up against that and say, I think it's gone too far. I, th- I think we could beat, beat him on, on level playing field. I don't think we need to be doing this to any human being. I think it's a bad optic. Frankly, I think there are many Democrats that are starting to see the light and see and get and become sick and tired of what the Biden crew is doing, right? I mean, it's becoming blatantly obvious. You'd have to be a real stupid moron to not get and see what's happening here in America and how we're becoming a banana republic. But I said, uh, you know, so then Biden's out, probably gets an illness, resigns, knowing he's going to get impeached. And at some point, Kamala gets into place. Kamala chooses Gavin Newsom as a VP. He runs for president, and she decides she doesn't want to be president because she knows she couldn't win. And uh, decides to run for Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat and goes on to be senator. You know, look at um, Hillary Clinton's uh, VP candidate, the guy from Virginia, right? He's a senator. He went back to the Senate. Now, he was just a candidate. He was never VP. But, yeah, it's I'm sure maybe it's never happened, but it, it could happen. I could see that happening. Well, that was an interesting prediction, though, because it was pretty much in line with what I said. Here is uh, Alina Haba. All right, so we're going to listen to her whole statement. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, 
An FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president for either party. Yep. And that's how America sees it. America is not stupid. Here's another one. Uh, As if we haven't heard enough bad news, Biden announces depopulation is official U.S. government policy. Depopulation is now an official U.S. government policy, according to a series of documents and receipts that lay out the globalist logic of acting in a variety of means, including birth control, advancing abortions, and advancing technologies, both overt and covert, for reducing the global population. I would also say pushing LGBT and trans, where whatever they say, (laughs) it takes a man and a woman to have a child, and a woman's the only one that could bear a child. No matter what kind of nonsense you hear, that's always going to be the case. Um, Described as eugenics by stealth, these documents starkly reveal the true nature of the Biden regime's total capitulation to the dark 2030 agenda, promoted by none other than Klaus Schwab. Before we dive into... Okay, so it says here, if you haven't already... Oh, wait, no, I'm reading the wrong paragraph. Klaus Schwab was caught on video boasting about his success infiltration of governments. Of course, we've heard that before. These once proud nations are now rotting from the inside as the citizenry continue to lose their basic constitutional rights. Violence rages in the streets and economies completely collapse. And the reason why that's happening is because Klaus Schwab is grooming these um, personalities, these attractive personalities, uh, to penetrate cabinets. They're highly funded and they're designed to win elections by telling a pack of lies, getting in and doing underhanded uh, signings of different documents and different bills and legislation and laws. So in 2018, the World Economic Forum promised to make Sri Lanka rich by 2025. Fast forward five years and Sri Lanka's economy has been completely gutted and the citizens of the country are on their knees. This is the way Klaus Schwab and the world... So the money's got to go somewhere, right? And when you enter into a bad deal, one person usually... A good deal is when both people get... uh, improve their economic state. A bad deal is when somebody profits and the other person gets crushed. Those deals never are long-lasting, they're short-term money gains for one one player over another. And uh, right now we have 
an endless flow of globalist politicians that want their piece of their pie for their moment. And they'll go in with a wrecking ball, wreck whatever they can, take whatever money they can get out of it, and then go about their merry way and take their, you know, $10 million or $1 billion, if you're Zelensky, and go back off on your island in exile and never to be heard from again. But, they're, you know, that's what they're doing. They don't care about the country. They don't care about the future. They don't care about your children or your family, your religion. They don't care about that. What they care about is, is themselves. And they have been programmed to believe that what they thought they were doing was good. I think some of these people actually believe the words that come out of their mouth. According to Schwab, it is time for Biden to unleash the pain on America's with brutal restrictions on everything from driving cars, eating meat, to using power. And you can go on and on from here. But you get the idea. So, Barack Obama's favorite author was Yuval Noah Harari, who also happens to be Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, has been boasting about the elite's plans to depopulate the world for years now. I've played you some clips from Yuval Noah Harari. That's one of the scariest dudes on the planet, one of the sickest people around. The first character of this in this story is Nelson Rockefeller, a member of the third generation of the notorious Rockefeller dynasty and the brother of David Rockefeller. Nelson was the governor of New York, from 1959 to 1973 and 41st vice president of the United States uh, from ni- uh, December 19, 1974 to January 20th, 1977. So that must have been, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that Nelson Rockefeller was a VP of the United States, I guess under Ford. The second character in this story is, is Henry Kissinger, of course. And that guy just won't die. Adrenochrome, maybe? Who, is, who, who was personally funded by the Rockefeller family for 15 years before he was appointed as National Security Advisor in 1969? Kissinger was also Nelson Rockefeller's best friend and intellectual sparring partner. It goes on. I mean, this is just an interesting article to, uh, to, to uh, go over. And there's a lot of great detail to it. So there's that. Now this is going to blow your mind. This is on Great Britain News, GBN. They used to have Nigel Farage as a host. This is like Great Britain's major news channel, major news channel. And there is this woman. Her name is Jan Halper Hayes, who sits on a task force for the Department of Defense Talks Trump's Sabina Bauer and EO 13848, uh, Executive Order 13848, which was done under Trump. How the DOD and Trump has all the goods on the 2020. Now, I always thought this was conspiracy. I always thought that there was just something to this that doesn't hold water. And so I never really talked about it on this show and... But then when I saw this audio exchange, this, this, this interview, 
uh, former president. So uh, in the wake of the Donald Trump indictments, I thought, let's take a listen to Jan Halper Hayes on a major news network in Great Britain. Dr. Jan Halper Hayes, a doctor. U.S. political analyst. Let's take a listen. In the studio, good to see you, as always. Good to see you. Um, There's so many people putting this down as a political conspiracy theory, but actually there are real questions to be answered here. There are? Yeah, of course there are. Of course there are. What he's being accused of, but what part do you think is to answer that the 2020 election is going to be re-litigated because of this? They've made a huge huge mistake with this one, because even though we thought what was going to happen was they were going to go after him for treason or sedition, but they did criminally charge him, but they didn't go to that extreme. As a result, he has due process so he can subpoena people and bring things in. Now, let me say something about this 2020 election is that Biden is the legitimate president, but he's the legitimate president of what is now the bankrupt U.S. corporation. And that was a treaty in 1871. Well, on September 12, 2018, Trump created an executive order. Within that, he outlined in future elections any kind of foreign or domestic interference, specifically for the 2020 election. So we say, How did he know some of these things were going to happen? Election integrity on both sides of the aisle is tough. It's really tough. But what this has done is it's opened the door for Trump to present his case. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, because the, I mean, what we see on this side of the pond is a very difficult situation where the legal system is politicized in the United States, which is abhorrent to us over right. here. So the fact that Trump can subpoena, some people saying it's a mistake by Jack Smith, but actually he can subpoena, we, you know, people can actually see evidence from both right. sides. That's a sensible yes, move. Exactly. And, and it's a great mistake by Jack Smith that he's done that. Absolutely great. See, the thing is, think about um, uh, Edward Snowden and all the information he had. Think about the fact that our military, our Department of Defense Space Force, if you think that they don't have the actual real results from the election, then... You're fooling yourself. Yeah, but what we what we do know with this is there are we're told <clears throat> uh, uh, that there are plenty of notes from people, including Vice President um, Pence, that there are some recordings of of Donald Trump acknowledging that actually what he said in public was nonsense. That some of these states, whether he claimed he was in, out saying it's, I mean, look, Detroit is corrupt. It's all corrupt. The results are corrupt. And that when in reality he knew it wasn't, that's illegal. But you know what? That's what someone's claiming, but that's not the fact, and that's not what Donald Trump really has ever said. He's been very, very clear. I mean, the issues were, for example, in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court of the state of Pennsylvania stepped in and changed some of the election laws. Under our Constitution, it's only the state legislators that can do that. 2,000 Mules, the film that came out, 
What they did, they spent over four million tracking the phones. And the reason it's only 2,000 mules is that based on the visits to the drop boxes in Georgia, they had to have gone over 10 times. And they've got all the film for that. So the thing is that um, the election integrity is so different and so problematic in every single state, every single state. But that doesn't mean that the machines didn't do something, that there were some other kind of finagling, but the long and short... Go ahead. Well, it, it doesn't... But that's, that's where conspiracy comes in, is it? To say, well, it doesn't mean that something didn't happen. Well, there's no evidence that it happened. I mean, well, there's how many, how many court cases did the Trump campaign try to bring? There's, nothing's gone in his favour. OK, wait a minute. Everyone, the media goes, oh, there were 60, 60 court cases that were rejected. No, there were three. He won two. He lost one. 57 were never heard because they had no standing. And standing means that the person bringing the case has to claim some kind of impact or injury. So it's really, you know, the media did that and they're great at doing that, but it, it was a fallacy in there. And the thing is that, um, you know, you know, I sit on a task force at the Department of Defense. And the thing is, they've got the goods. They've got the goods. And Trump knew that if he presented any of the goods early on, we'd have a civil war, that he really felt that the people needed to see how bad it could get. And that's the sense that we're getting from Trump's lawyer about what his defense is going to be. So he, this is all going to be based on free speech, the First Amendment in the U.S. Constitution, that he had a right to say what he believed. And mm -hmm. he believed uh, that the election results were not uh, as was put out. But the point is, if you live in a democracy and you believe in a democracy, then that means that even if you don't like the outcome of an election, you respect that. Because it's a democratic vote. Well, a, a democratic vote, and so, therefore, he should be silent about it. No, he, has a, he has a right to speak, but the issue, of course, is if he then acts to subvert that election result. Oh, so that because you think he's being criticised because in Georgia he said, can you find me 12,000 votes? Or, um, you know, the thing is, he didn't try to subvert anything. What he's really done is he set up the deep state to come out, and that's why we're seeing all these things. I mean, it just it was revealed with whistleblowers and um, Hunter Biden's ex-best friend that in 2015, um, the head of Burisma gave Joe and Hunter Biden 10 million bribe. In 2018... Hunter is, I mean, uh, Joe is on TV publicly saying that he threatened that unless they got the prosecutor fired, that um, he wasn't going to let them have their one billion in support. In 2019, Trump calls Zelensky to find out about what went on to get the prosecutor fired and he gets impeached. Mm. I mean, that's. We've lived with it for a long time. Brother, that's, that's, we're almost out of time. I just, oh. want, I just want to pick you up on one thing. You said earlier on, you know, um, Donald Trump has been very clear on this. Is he a man that you believe? I mean, look, he's about as believable as a chocolate teapot, isn't he? Look, I know that... Oh, thank God you 
got the negativity in at the end and not the beginning. I can always count on you for that. Always. Um, but it's a legitimate point to say that Donald Trump is a man who always speaks the truth. That can't be the case. I mean, it's hardly the case of any leader, to be fair, but, I mean, definitely not Donald Trump. Well, I don't know if I said everything or always, because I do call him the embellisher-in-chief, because he's mm. a marketer. Um, but in terms of telling us things, optics, you better believe that he's very much a straight shooter in terms of actions that he's going to take or what he thinks needs to be done. You know, they made fun of him because they assumed he broke protocol and walked in front of the queen. No, if you go back and look at it, you will see he looked at her. She gave a wave with her hand. He proceeded. She took a couple of steps, he stopped, and he waited for her to join. That was an optic to tell us that he then was going to bankrupt the U.S. corporation because it was the Vatican, the Crown, and the U.S. that was part since 1871. And we were giving you our tax dollars. We were paying back. You know, we, forget this Tea Party and without taxation, without representation. We owed you a lot of money because you helped us in the Civil War. And so that is what Trump has now, to he told the queen, I'm ending this. We're dissolving this corporation. We're going to go back to being a republic and we'll all be separate. The pope wasn't happy. You should find the picture of him visiting the pope. It took 650 planes to remove our gold from the Vatican Bank. I'm not very happy about it, Jan, to be perfectly honest. We could do with your money at the minute. Keep it, keep it flowing, I say. <laughs> That's quite interesting, that tale at the end with the planes of gold coming back from the Vatican and the uh, the treaty about that was uh, ended with with the queen very interesting stuff i thought that was a super interesting uh audio there so take a listen to something that um dan goldman uh th this this part right here um catherine herridge talks about dan goldman making the comments he made about devin archer's testimony let's take a listen to that uh right here uh, you'll recall that Democrat uh, Congressman Dan Goldman said that Archer testified that it was the illusion of access hmm. to Joe Biden that Hunter Biden was offering to these clients. But in fact, when you look at the transcript, what you see is that that phrase illusion of access is in Dan Goldman's question. Hmm. It's actually not what Devin Archer testified to. He says, yes, but that's not quite fair. This was about showing that there was the signal that there's influence and, and access here. Well, earlier this week, we just had to rely. So Dan Goldman lied because uh, she clearly said Dan Goldman didn't say that. I on the characterization from Republicans and Democrats about Devin Archer's testimony. But now we can see the full transcript. Uh, you'll recall that Democrat uh, Congressman Dan Goldman said that Archer testified that it was the illusion of access hmm. to Joe Biden that Hunter Biden was offering to these clients. But in fact, when you look at the transcript, what you see is that that phrase illusion of access is in Dan Goldman's question. Hmm. It's actually not what Devin Archer testified to. He said. So Dan Goldman asked the question illusion of access 
And that's not what, that's not, so that's a lie. And Dan Goldman played a sleight of hand there. Uh, so you can't trust Dan Goldman. All right, let's listen to uh, something that Trump said about hydroxychloroquine once upon a time. A lot of good things have come out about the hydroxy. A lot of good things have come out. This is when Trump You'd was president. You'd be surprised at how many people are taking it, especially the frontline workers, before you catch it. The frontline workers, many, many are taking it. I happen to be taking it. I happen to be taking it. Hydroxychloroquine? I'm taking it. Hydroxychloroquine. Right now, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I started taking it. Because I think it's good. I've heard a lot of good stories. And if it's not good, I'll tell you right, I'm not going to get hurt by it. It's been around for 40 years for malaria, for lupus, for other things. I take it. Frontline workers take it. A lot of doctors take it. Excuse me. A lot of doctors take it. I take it. Now, I hope to not be able to take it soon because, you know, I hope they come up with some answer. But I think people should be allowed to. I got a letter from a doctor the other day from Westchester, New York, around the area. He didn't want anything. He just said, sir, I have hundreds of patients, and I give them hydroxychloroquine. I give them the z which is zithromycin, and I give them zinc. And out of the hundreds of patients, many hundreds, over 300 patients, I've, I haven't lost one. He said, please keep pressing that, sir. Uh, and if you look at that phony report that was put in, that report on the hydroxy was given to people that were in extraordinarily bad condition. Well, not only that, but, you know, ivermectin, too, was, uh, you know, ivermectin's better, right, than even hydroxychloroquine. But, you know, like I say, there's AOH 1996, which is a cure for cancer that they had since 1996. They have these cures, but they're not caring about your health. They're lying to you. And the WHO has taken over sovereignty of countries with an assured pandemic that's going to happen around the corner, as if they know something, you know, and we have uh, people taking over our farms and, and our foods, wanting to control our money, wanting to control our energy, and all of these monsters are profiting from it. They're not just doing it, but they know that in order to sustain it, they have to actually profit from it too in order to keep it going. And that's perhaps their biggest problem. Because I think that um, when you take a look at BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, and the monsters that run the World Economic Forum, I think that they're, they're, they know that their castles are shaking. And the people aren't going to take it anymore. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out MAGAPAC.org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Make a donation to keep this show commercial-free. And use Red State as your promo code over at MyPillow. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, buddy.